What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. We say this every week, but it's very important to us. For those of you that continue to share these online worship experiences with your friends and family, those people who may need it, thank you so much for doing that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Continue to comment, like, and share. Also, we want you to know for those of you that continue to give online, thank you for your generosity. Your generosity helps us put forth the ministry and the love and the grace and the service of God. It helps people. It helps show love to people. But not only that, it helps transform lives. Every time you see someone being fed, it's because of your generosity. Every time you see someone being sheltered, it's because of your generosity. But also every time you see someone find faith in God and get baptized, it's because of your generosity. So thank you so much for doing that. Continue to do that. It helps us show the love of God to our community. Also, for those of you that are local listeners, if you're ready to come back and worship with us live and in person, we want you to know that we are open back up every single Sunday, both services, 9.30 and 11.15. We have full experiences for both services. We have nursery, kids' church, cafe is open, full worship band for both services, 9.30 and 11.15. So if you would like to hang out with us in person, Come hang out with us. And if you still have some social distancing concerns, come to our 1115 service. We have a little bit more room in that service. All right, so today we continue with our current series entitled Reunion. And in this series, we've tried to explain it to you in this way. During certain seasons of our life, it can feel like maybe we've lost some things about ourselves. We've lost some things about our identity, about our core, about our hope, about our resolve, about our love, our compassion, about our forgiveness and we would love to reclaim some of those things in our life. And so as we've talked about this series, we've always started off with this question, and this is what it is, and notice this today. What are some parts of you that you feel like you've lost and they were the best parts of you? And you would love to recapture those parts of you as you go forward again in this life. That's what this series is about. It's about those certain times in our life and we need to look back, but not to dwell all over again on the past or the mistakes or the pain or the guilt or the shame. There are certain things about our life that we never want to go back to, certain things we never want to feel again, certain things we never want to know again, certain things we never want to live again, certain things we never want to experience again. There are certain things in life that we never want to go back to, but at other times in our life, in certain seasons of our life, when we want to go forward in our heart, in our love, in our futures, and in our faith with God, sometimes we need to look back to reclaim the best parts of us that we lost, that we never wanted to lose, and that God never wanted us to lose. That's what this series is about and hopefully it's very helpful to you. Today, I want to share a big truth with you that I think can help us have that reunion in our life with some of the best parts of who we used to be that maybe we feel like we've lost. And I want to talk to you about something today that'll be kind of uneasy, kind of confronting, but for me, very, very helpful and honestly, very life-changing. And I know many times you can hear someone say, hey, this is life-changing, but what I'm going to share with you today can honestly change your life because it can change your daily life. And so when I say this is life-changing, I don't mean I'm going to teach you some big mystical truth you've never heard before. What I'm talking about is this. If you apply this to your life today, 
It'll change your daily life. And so in return, it'll change your life. I know for me, when I ran across this big idea, it put so much inspiration and conviction on the inside of me just to make some very necessary changes that I needed to make. Now, Sometimes in life, does it ever feel like you just have barely enough time, not enough arms, not enough hands, not enough legs, not enough feet, and not enough time? Barely enough time to return calls, barely enough time to make it to work on time, barely enough time to return text messages, barely enough time to spend time with the people that you love, families, spouses, people that you're dating, relationships, on and on. For many of us, it seems like our time keeps running out. And when our time keeps running out, it seems like that keeps taking us to our limits and past our limits. And when that happens, sometimes we lose parts of ourselves. And so today, I want to talk to you specifically about what we do with our time and what God says we should do with our time. Now, let me just share my heart with you today. I hate what stress does to me and what it does to you. I hate what anxiety does to me and to you. I hate what fear does to me and to you. I hate what exhaustion and sadness and depression does to me and I hate what it does to you. And a big factor that creates all of these tensions and battles in our life is related to what we do with our time. So many times we fill our time with so many things that we don't have time for the things that are most important in this life. When your time starts to go, then your peace starts to go. When your time starts to go, then your fulfillment starts to go. When your time starts to go, then your life starts to go. And so today, I want to share something with you. I want to share a thought. I want to share a truth that I think really will help us all. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Now, in Psalm chapter 90, that was written by Moses. And Moses had a ton of perspective on life and on time. And a major reason why is because Moses went through four different seasons in his life. You've heard me say so many times that life is seasonal and seasons are very temporary. They don't last. And so if you're going through a very difficult season in this life, hold on. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. Never make a permanent decision in a temporary season because seasons are temporary and they will change. If you're going through the fire right now, hold on. You're going to come out of it. But the first stage of life that Moses went through was he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and to the royal family in Egypt, the royal bloodline, he had it made. And then after that, stage two, he was a little bit older and he let his anger get the best of him one day and he murdered an Egyptian person for beating up on a Hebrew person. And so because of that, he was kicked out of Egypt and he had to go into the wilderness where he became a shepherd for the next 40 years where he lived a very, very slow life and he had time to think about his life and to think about his time. Stage three, seasons three, God sends him back into Egypt, this time as a leader to set the nation of Israel, the Hebrew people, free from Egyptian slavery. So he's going to go in to set God's people free. And then season four, stage four, he leads the nation of Israel out of Egyptian slavery and then into the wilderness where they wandered around for years, heading towards the promised land. And so they pretty much marched around year after year after year. And then when they finally get to the end of Moses' life and the edge of the promised land, God says this, you can look at it, but you can't go in. And the reason why God said that to Moses, that you can look at the promised land, but you can't go in, was because of a small lack of faith that he had previously in his life. He didn't believe one of God's promises. And so Moses had a lot of lessons that he learned during the different stages and seasons of his life. And so because of that, we pick up today in Psalm chapter 90. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Verse 1, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the 
the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and to the world, from the beginning to end, you were God. So notice what it says. Our God is the God of the beginning and the end and everything in between. God is the God of the beginning the end, and everything in between. Verse 3, you turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. So Moses right here believes something that most of us believe in our life, that God has something to do with our life, the beginning of our life, the middle of our life, and the ending of our life. And most of us do too. When babies are born, we thank God. And when people get desperately sick and they're about to die, the first thing they do is ask for prayer. So a lot of people deep down believe, even though they would admit it, that God has something to do with life, the beginning of it and the end of it. Verse four, for you, a thousand years are like a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. Have you ever made this statement, kids grow up so fast, that school year went by so fast, the summer went by so fast. The vacation went by so fast. We just uh, we just went through the season of our life and it seemed like it went by so fast. My 30s went by so fast. And you say that as you're laying on your therapist's couch crying. Well, even more so in God's eyes, Moses says, for God, a thousand years is like a day. A thousand years is like a few nightly hours. Look at verses five through six. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They're like grass that spring up in the morning. In the morning, it blooms and flourishes, but by evening, it's dry and withered. So Moses says, from God's perspective, you have to think about the life that you live and notice this. He says, your life has a limited time or a time limit. In God's eyes, the way God created us, our life has a limited time or a time limit. He says right here, life is like a dream or it's like a blade of grass. A dream fades away. It doesn't last. A blade of grass grows and then it withers away. And this is like our life. Our life has a limited time or a time limit. We move on to verse 10. 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80, but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Or in other words, Moses says, time and life pass by very quickly. Time and life pass by very quickly. Verse 11, who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear that you deserve. Now, this is a very difficult verse because we know that God is love and perfect love casts out fear and God loves us perfectly. And so this is a very, very difficult verse to translate from Hebrew into English, but this is what it literally means in the original Hebrew. It means this, it means if we could see God for who he is, then we would give him the worst and the reverence that he deserves. When the Bible talks about fearing God, it's talking about not being afraid of God or frightened of God. It means that we're in awe of how awesome he is. It means there's reverence there and there's worship there. If we could just see how big God is, then we would give him the reverence and the respect and the devotion and the worship that he's worthy of. My life is small, God is big, and I realize that. That's what this verse means. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to be deathly frightened of God. It means that God is big and my life is small and in the presence of God I realize that another way to translate that verse is this way and remember this today and notice this if you're still with me say I'm still with you if we could see how awesome God is we would be wise with the time that he has given us there would be some order to our life there would be some order to our time we would rethink our time we would reorder our time and if we did that if we would rethink our time and reorder our time then we would have a reunion 
in with the best parts of who we used to be that we lost a long time ago. What we do with our life and with our time should go to living a life of purpose and significance. Look at verse 12. Notice what he says. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Now this word brevity means short or temporary. So right here Moses says God teach us to see that life is short and temporary. That it's here today, gone tomorrow. Teach us to see that life has a limited time or a time limit. And so because of that, teach us to number our days. Or in other words, he says, teach us to live in wisdom. It is wise to number your days. It is wise to understand that your life has a limited time or a time limit. And so you must order your days wisely. And what is wisdom in the scripture? It's the will of God. If you want to know what God's will is for your life, it's to order your time in a wise way. Order your life and your time today wisely because you won't always have that salary. Order your time wisely. You won't won't always have that job. The kids won't always be that age. Your parents won't always be that age. The opportunities that you have won't always be around. Order your time wisely. And so the next thing I want you to remember is this. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Notice this today, and I'm on a roll right now. Order your days wisely because they pass by quickly. Your time and your days must have order. They must have order because they pass by quickly. If you ever want to make the most of your time, if you ever want to make the most of your days, then keep this in mind today and remember this. Notice this today. Remember that your time on earth is limited, gives you wisdom to know how to spend your limited time. If you were given just a few weeks to live tomorrow, think about this. What would be your two greatest regrets? If tomorrow you found out that you just had a few weeks to live and you really don't have time to make up for it, what would be your two greatest regrets? Tons of people were asked this question throughout the years, and surveys always say this. The number one regret of people is this, not spending enough time with the people that you love, the people in your life because you're too busy or you work too much or your life is too cluttered. The number one regret of everyone surveyed is I didn't spend enough time with the people and the God that I loved. The second greatest regret was this, was trying to live up to other people's expectations and not being true to yourself. So at the end of most people's lives, their two greatest regrets is number one, not spending more time with the people that they love. And number two, trying to please everyone else with their life, trying to live up to everyone else's expectations, culture's expectations, their friends' expectations, their family's expectations, social media's expectations, religion's expectations. The only person that we need to please is Jesus. And so we must be true to ourselves. If your time was to suddenly be up today, what would be your two greatest regrets? Look at your current life, look at your current time and understand how your current life and time is ordered. Are you living wisely? Your time is short. Your time is limited. You have a limited time. I was thinking the other day about this very subject, and I was thinking about what I do with my time that really brings me happiness and fulfillment. And the one thing that always brings me happiness and fulfillment when I order my time and place this in a part of where I spend my time in my life, this is what truly brings me happiness. And notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. It's serving people. I meet so many unhappy people in this life, and one of the reasons why is because they do so much with their time that makes no difference. 
One of the things that I love that gives me happiness in my life is a part of my life, not all of it, but a part of my time belongs to something that makes a difference and it's serving God through the water's edge. So notice this today. If you're still with me, I'm still with you. Order your days wisely because your days pass by quickly. The best way you can be happy is to remember this one truth today. Order your days wisely because your days pass by quickly and you can do that by making a difference in the this world. Now, let me challenge you with this. When your time is taking you past your limits, when it's taking you to your tipping point, it's time to make some wise changes. And so I want this to help us today. It's a structure. I have a filter that I want to give you today to filter your life through, specifically to order your time through. And these four questions I want us to ask to filter our decisions as it relates to the order of our life and the order of our time. For some of you, this can change your life because it'll change your daily life. This will change how you spend your time. Your life will change when you change how you spend your time. Notice this today. If you're still with me, I'm still with you. When you change how you spend your time, your life changes. And so let's think through this. And I'm going to give you four questions to use as a filter to filter your time through so you can order your time wisely, which is the will of God. Number one, what do you need to add to your life that's not there at all. You know it's not in your life at all, and you know that you need to add it. Is it prayer? Is it time with God in His Word? Is it a date night? Is it family night? Is it a savings account? Is it a day of total rest? What do you need to add to your life today that's not there at all? Number two, what do you need to subtract from your life completely? What do you need to add that's not there at all, but what do you need to take away completely? Absolutely 100%. Is it a habit, an addiction, a temptation, a spending pattern, a person, or a group of people? Because sometimes people can steal your victory and your peace completely. Or your life, you would understand, would be so much better if you set up boundaries. So what or who do you need to take out of your life completely? Third question is this. What do you need to do a little bit more of. So you have a little bit of family time, but you need to do more of it. You have a little bit of rest time. You have a little bit of time with God. You have a little bit of time improving your health, improving your life, improving your, your faith, but you need to do a little bit more of it. And then the fourth question is this, what do you need to do less of in your life and in your time? So this is something that you don't need to get rid of completely, but you do need to do less of it. What do you need to do less of in your life? So think about this filter today. What do I need to add to my life that's not there? What do I need to subtract, take away completely? What do I need to do a little bit more of? And what do I need a little bit less of? Why? Because when you change how you spend your time, your life changes. This is a very practical way to change your life. And some of us today know that our life needs to change. And one of the ways we change our life is through wisdom. And one of the ways that we live a wise life is we order our time because we understand that our time is limited or our time has a time limit. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We cannot wait to see you back next week. And we love you all.